Boom. What is good? What is happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Mathana. And we're back after a, a bit of a hiatus. Oh, oh yeah. Still- you, you decided to come back this week? After all the weeks you've been, you've been gone, this is the week you decided to show up. Yeah, because I need to talk about how much of frauds you guys are. You frauds. You two-bit lying frauds. You know what, man? Where's Denny Green? Where's Denny Green? Where's Denny Green? You know what? But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Yeah. We, we, I should have known. I should have never trusted y'all. I should have never trusted y'all for nothing. Nothing. Just, oh my God. Because I realized, man, after you, you're, you trash team completely flamed out the playoffs like you always do. I went back and I did more research on the season, right? And I realized something. The reason y'all got this great defense, this statistical defense, because y'all were beating up on shit offenses. And, you know, very bad offenses. You guys blew the out Giants the Giants. The same offenses and, and didn't barely win any games. No, we weren't. Yeah, we were, you we played basically the same schedule, dumbass. Yeah, well, the point is... And you are winning... Yeah, I know we weren't winning with injuries. Okay, so and... I'm talking when your team sucks ass. You, well, you know what? My team sucks. Your team sucks. You both te- both teams suck. You can't hurt me. I know my team stinks. I know my team stinks. And you know what? Your team is just like my team, sitting on the couch, watching the playoffs. It well, we're still better. Still way better than your team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, fine, whatever. Keep 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 <laughs> finding some solace in that, Caleb. I'm not finding any solace. solace. I, I mean, that, that's just a fact. Yeah, whatever. Both teams suck. They both no, suck. I mean, they both better. suck. Way at the end of the day, the teams, the one goal for a team, Caleb, not play, but a goal for one team. A team gets one goal. It's winning a title. And neither team is winning that title, so they both suck. End of discussion. There it is. The Giants suck more. Uh, you know what? You still suck. It's fine. It's fine. You Jerry couldn't get what he wanted. I want me some glory hope. No, Jerry, you get none. You get none. None. None for you, Jerry. So, Caleb, take me through that faithful Saturday day. I mean, there's not much to go through. I mean, the game ended at halftime. Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah, it did. I, mean, there, I mean, there's really no reason to even talk about the second half because uh, the game was over uh, after they get the, the, the 27, 24, 27-7 lead. Yes. Um. And you know, you kind of really saw it coming at the first drive. I mean, they did the smart thing. They they take the ball. Um, they win the toss. They take the ball, which uh, we we like to do. Uh, we've been doing that throughout the season, so we can score first and get ahead because that's how we play our best is um, when we're playing ahead um, against other teams, and that then we can just roll from there. And that's they did exactly that to us. Um, they got the head. They got ahead. We played bad from behind, um, and it was just more of the same. It was more of the same problems that have been uh, prevalent throughout the season. Uh, why did that drive keep going? It's because we we committed two penalties on that first drive, which extended their kept going, prolonged it. They have a long drawn out uh, drive, um, and the and defense is just getting beat up, um, and then. The defense also got beat up because they're, Dan Quinn just called a horrible game. I mean, what mm-hmm. was he doing? I mean, what the hell was he calling? Um, he's playing soft zone coverage, playing way off uh, off the receivers. They have plenty of space to get open, and yeah. Jordan Love was just tearing them up. 
I mean, uh, we give them all that space. I mean, what do you expect to happen? Um, obviously, you're expecting the pass rush to get there, but uh, Michael Parsons as a no-show doesn't do anything the whole game. Um, the whole the whole deep line doesn't do anything. They can't stop. Another problem we can't stop. We knew we can't stop the run through the whole season. It's exactly what happened. I mean, they just pounded us with Aaron Jones. Um, they saw what the uh, Bills did. They saw what the the Cardinals did, and they they stuck to that game plan and hit us and all of our weaknesses. You know, uh, and playing the zone coverage the way they he did. I don't know if he was afraid that you know Stephon Gilmore was still recovering from his shoulder injury. And maybe he didn't want to play press, you know, press man because of that. Maybe he was afraid of Deron Bland just getting beat outright uh, because of the speed. Um, I'm not sure what he was thinking there, but it, it wasn't working. I mean, at some point after the first two drives where they're just going down the field, um, you would think you would do something different, and he doesn't. I mean, just the the the, the spacing on the detail line was stupid. I mean, it was just completely stupid how spread apart they were, uh, and, and it just created these gaps where the running back can just run right through them. Uh, it was just dumb. I mean, just completely dumb. And we don't, uh, we already can't stop the run because of our defensive line is is not there. Um, we did have Hankins back, but that didn't really matter. I mean, there was just nothing in the middle to, to have any resistance to that run game. And then we all know our linebacking core is completely uh, – light i mean it's we we have marquis bell he's getting pushed back by by the offensive line because he only weighs 205 pounds because he's is, is, uh converted safety mm-hmm. and we don't have link vanderesh and so we're just totally light in the uh in the linebacking court and there's no run stoppers we have no run stoppers so it's just horrible defense by dan Quinn. horrible horrible defense um that he called and that just gives no opportunity to the offenses um to the offensive side and you know, uh, you know, Dak doesn't is trying to make something happen. He's trying to force the ball, um, and he, he gets two early picks there. Um, the receivers aren't. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the receivers aren't getting open. Um, I mean, you even saw how how much the receivers were so lackadaisical in their routes. Uh, when you have Mike McCarthy on the sideline, there's a clear shot of him going over to CeeDee Lamb and kind of talking about like what the hell's going on here? I mean, you're, you're doing, you're doing something wrong here. Uh, you're not getting open, you're not catching the ball. Uh, Dak's not having a good game. Um, and it's kind of all falling apart here. Uh, just, just nothing. We just what happened nothing on the Lucas it. Musgraves touchdown, Caleb? What happened? He ran across the field. He was wide open, just playing just like, Hey, Jordan right here. And it was just a bad play. Did like, wh- like, like Brian said in the chat, right? Like, we're going to have the same conversations next year. Same, you know, great regular season, playoff failure as long as McCarthy's coach. Totally what, agree. I totally agree with Brian. Disconnect. What is it? What's going on? Well, not even 20 years. This 30-year disconnect. What's going on? What? Where's – what? what's – I mean, let's what, look at the coaches we had. Winning? The big one. I mean, look at the coaches. I mean, you got Barry Switzer. You got Campo. You got – Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, and now Mike McCarthy. I mean, these these aren't aren't guys that uh, are really making it happen in the playoffs, and are not guys that uh, are easily controlled by Jason Garrett. I mean, not just uh, by Jerry Jones. Um, so Jerry's you know, the problem. So Jerry's uh, yeah. the problem. Yeah, when this 
he's the problem of what coaches he wants to hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's been the problem. He wants uh, someone to control. Is, yeah, he, he is that what it control. is? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He wants someone to control. And if he was willing to, he, you obviously saw it when he had the pushback with uh, Jimmy Johnson. You saw the pushback he had with both Parcells and both Parcells. I mean, if he would have stuck a little longer, I think he could have done something. Um, you know, but he only had the one year with Romo. So, um, and, you know, we saw that played out. But I think if he had a couple more years, I think uh, we, we could have done it. But you get a pushover soft ass like Wade Phillips and completely blow it. Um, and that's kind of what we had for um, since that time. Uh, and that's been the main issue with us. Because um, it ain't the players. Y'all got players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, play. I mean, how many, how many, how many all pros do you need? I mean, we got like eight all pros, and we we still can't win a playoff game. So how how does that make sense? I mean, you you only have to put it on the coach because we're completely unprepared. We come out looking like crap in the playoffs every single year. Why? Why every single year we come out and look like crap? That doesn't make sense. I mean, it's, you're not getting them prepared. You're not you're not getting them ready for mm-hmm. for the game. Um, and, and, you know, people want to say, oh, you know, the whole Dak thing about, oh, he can't carry a team. Okay, if all the other and, – and that we had – he has such talented players around him that, that carry him. If that is true, then why the hell don't they show up when he needs them? If he's playing bad, then aren't they carrying him? Because you just said that he's there, he's getting carried by the other players. Okay, then where are they? Why aren't they getting open? Why aren't they blocking? Why aren't they running hard? Why aren't they doing their jobs? If they're if if that's true that they're being that they're the ones carrying, then why didn't they carry? Because they they didn't do they didn't do shit either. So apparently they both need each other because when Dak plays bad, they play bad. Everybody's playing bad um, throughout the playoff games um, that we've had in the past few years. The whole offense is playing bad. Uh, it, it's kind of it, it's just if he's playing bad, then they're playing bad. I mean, that, I don't really see the the whole carrying thing to me. Yeah, I see. Because, you know, last year against the Niners, all the the entire they offense was out of the ball. Why? Yeah, I didn't even do nothing. Didn't, well, I think why, it was like 14. why wasn't Why weren't they blocking better? Why weren't they protecting? If he's so, if there's so much talent carrying him. Where are they when they when he needs them? Mm-hmm. Could this mean that we've overrated Cowboys talent? Could we have over? Um, are we overrating the offensive side that. of the ball? You know, I've said that, that sometimes we do get overrated because we you know, when, when we're the most popular team. I mean, it's only uh, it's because of that, that that even when the Associated Press is one that posts on the 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 pro the all pros, the fans go on the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tend to look at the, the the ones that we're always on national TV, so you're going to see how well we do, how well those players, how good those players are on national television. You're not maybe you're not watching every single game. Um, and sometimes, yeah, I do think sometimes the talent is overrated, um, in certain, in certain situations with certain players, uh, and, and yeah, and then all of a sudden they just don't show up. Like our best players don't show up. Why isn't Mark Parsons doing a goddamn thing? Why, why, why isn't anybody, why isn't CeeDee Land catching, uh, catching the balls, um, getting open like he was throughout the whole entire season? All of a sudden he's, he has to be talked to by Mike McCarthy on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Could the lights be too bright for them? They're mentally weak. 
Probably. I mean, they probably are soft. I mean, but that's that it comes out of coaching. Why? I mean, that's all that. I mean, you get the, the mentality and the mindset from the coach. I know, but this was, you know, this was before Mark McCarthy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The, the, none of the coaches we've had have been good. Okay. We've had Mike so, McCarthy. Could, that be, a, could that be a player problem? Because you can't you can't keep doing the same thing with different coaches. You know what I mean? Well, we're, no, Could that be a men- that's, what, that's the thing. It's the same soft-ass coaches. So you're saying, like, let's say you hire Bill Belichick. It yeah, could elevate that, that's the way? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, because that instills some discipline into the team. Which Why are we the, always the most penalized team? We're always the most penalized team in the league mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, obviously, that comes down to we're not being disciplined because we have a soft head coach that doesn't want to instill any discipline to the team. And you always see uh, the Patriots are um, don't don't commit a lot of penalties every single year. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't have fumbles and stuff like that. The stupid mistakes that we always make and that that contributes to why we lose in the playoffs because we always have dumb mistakes. We always mess up. We always have penalties. We always do stupid stuff. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of Bill Belichick, Caleb, you know, let's let's really transition because the game really there's there's not much to talk about the game. Packers beat you down. Yeah. Jordan Love. By the way, this Jordan this Jordan Love hype train. Let's calm it down a little because yeah, let me tell I you mean, why. I, I, I said on the Ben show, I, I I it even shows in the spread of this game against the Packers and the and the who they're playing, uh, the Niners that they they the the Vegas has no faith in them. It, they basically saying the Cowboys. It was because of the Cowboys' failures that you know they won that game, not because they're yeah, great team. because 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 right now Jordan loves on a four game win streak, right? Yeah. But prior to the Cowboys game, these are the teams he beat: the Bears, the Vikings, and the Panthers. Before that, he was on an 0-2 losing streak, losing to the Bucks and the Giants. So you barely beat the Panthers by three. Um, you blew out the Vikings without Kirk Cousins, and you beat the Bears 17-9. You won, you won three games, but let's calm down with the level of competition, right? Kind of, it's kind of a fraudulent w- winning streak, you know. That's what it is. So I think I think the Niners are gonna wipe the floor with the Packers. I think they are. Um, yeah. fun fact, really, I think I found out is teams that have lost to Kirk Cousins this year, or teams that have lost to Kirk Cousins don't win Super Bowls. And guess what? Two teams have lost to Kirk Cousins. This year, Caleb, that's still in the playoffs. Uh, I forget. Packers and the Niners. Oh, really? So one of them is going to take one out, and Rodney brought this up to me, and he thinks then the Lions will beat the winner of this matchup. Because if you lose to Kirk Cousins, you don't go to the Super Bowl. And both of these teams have lost to Kirk Cousins this year. And that's so awful. if this happens, that voodoo is still in the air. The Kirk Cousins voodoo. Ryan says, if the Cowboys had Belichick, he would hold players accountable. Not sure if, McCar- if McCarthy does. Yeah, pretty much, because I'm going to be real with you. Those Packers teams, you know, look, look, look what look what's developed. Like, look, their star quarterback, I had talking about conspiracy theories and and accusing people of being pedophiles. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? And me, and what they do, they always lost in the playoffs. A- after they won their first Super Bowl, they yeah. lost every other year. Every um, other year, every every I, year they were in the playoffs. I remember Caleb. You remember when they went fifteen and one? You remember that year? All yeah. Right. So, so the Giants would just beat the the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. 
right? You know, you, it was very, it was, you know, they beat them in the playoffs. It was cool, right? The Giants then go to Lambeau Field and blow out the Green Bay Packers. They blow them out. And Hakeem Nix had this Hail Mary touchdown at right before halftime. Game was over. Everyone knew the Giants were going to win. Then the Giants then went to Candlestick. Eli Manning was, and then Eli Manning had to survive an onslaught of Alden Smith, Justin Smith, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, Ahmad Brooks. You'd see like, so like it made, it made sense why they're just mentally weak. And they're, when the lights are bright, they crumble. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. That's what happened. And yeah, I mean, it just seems like he, you know, the, the, the 2010 season that he won the Super Bowl, just, you know, obviously have Aaron Rodgers playing, you know, amazing. Um, and, you know, things kind of fell their way and you don't, you didn't have those. Uh, they had also veteran leadership on that yeah. team. Yeah, People forget about that Packers team, man. When Charles Woodson and Donald Driver are your two leaders on this team, like who are the old leaders on the Cowboys? Who who oh, instilled? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Should have been the offensive side, good. but like yeah, but the thing with Stephon Gilmore, you know, he's a good player. He's a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal piece. But it was he the one always looked at you to be the leader? Like he wasn't. Like, hey, no, Stephon's- I mean, basically, the leader is Demarcus Lawrence. That's the leader of the defense, and obviously, Dykes leader of the offense. Yeah, and you know what? Not good enough leaders. This is a Derek, this is a failure in leadership right here from head coach to players. Because sometimes you can, sometimes players can win despite coaching. It happens all the time. If players are headstrong and they push forward, but no, not the Cowboys. They crumbled. They crumbled at home. At home. That's the problem. At home. And here's also another crazy stat, Caleb. The Packers have the same amount of playoff wins at AT&T Park as the Cowboys. Since it yeah. opened, you guys have had three home playoff wins, and they've had three wins at your house. That's not okay. That's a, a good completely buddy. embarrassing loss. It's embarrassing. Uh, embarrassing effort. Um, embarrassing coaching. Uh, just all around embarrassing. And then, yeah. you know, it's it just, it just uh, how Jerry reacted after the game. Like, he was about to, like, cry and stuff. And then you go, go I back enjoyed it. and you, you you say, oh, Mike McCarthy's coming back. How, how do you have that reaction? And then you say, we're just going to do the same thing again. How does that make sense? That that just goes to show you that it's all about who can, who we can control. That, that, that's that the thing, right there. No, no, it's, that, it's all ain't about uh, are you feeling all sad that you want to run so bad. You you just want to control your guy and do do what you've been doing, and you don't want to change anything. So Caleb, so Caleb does agree with you, Big Red. Big Red says, "Do you think Dallas keeping McCarthy's music?" Caleb says, "Yes, yes." yes. So, so, bro, what, hey, what are we gonna do? We see? can't win the playoffs. Caleb, just, Caleb, you we've always been doing are the same my... thing over and over. You say, you you saw, you call Brodney a mean person, but look what Brodney said to you, man. He says, "Keep your head up, Caleb." When did I call Brodney a mean person? Yeah, you do all the time. It's fine. It's fine. When? Why are you lying? You're you literally, you literally, you literally, you literally say, "Why are you guys?" You literally say it every other week. What is going on? Here? When? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh my. Okay. Now we're doing some revisionist history here. Always. They're always when they make fun of you. You're like, oh, come on, guys, don't make fun of me. What are you talking about? Uh, you know, you. this is fun, man. 
I know. It's fun. So what are you talking about? I say that he's mean. I've heard you say it before. I don't know when, no. but I've heard it. No. I've heard it. I call it yeah. a Hendo hater because he, he. Oh, Hendo. Oh, okay, got you. Hendo's the, my bad. Hendo's, Hendo's the hater. hater. Now you called Rodney a hater once. I mean, I don't know that. Okay. All right. Do you think the Bills will exercise the demons beating the Chiefs this year? Allen's biggest test is. No way. Is yeah, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll player. preview, we'll preview it in a bit. Um, so we're gonna move on to the other team in blue. Um, uh, the New York Giants, you know, nothing much really happened with the New York Giants. They beat, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles the last week of the year, which you know was surprising. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, you're, you're welcome, did. by the everybody way. You beat the Eagles, yeah, everyone's beating the Eagles, and you know, the Eagles then lost to the Bucks. You know what? I keep telling people this, man, NFC East football, it's not about the success of your team, all right. It's not about that. It's about the failures of your bitter rivals. And you know what? I had a great playoff weekend watching the Cowboys get blown out at home and the Bucks beating the Eagles. It was tremendous to watch. Watching all them tears. I was watching that lady who was a Cowboys fan saying like, oh. knowing what's going to happen. Oh, my God. The memes are going to be amazing. Well, uh, at least at least for this upcoming year, I don't have, you know, that excitement or uh, or expectation. Yeah, you do. You will. So won't. Well, no, I don't. I absolutely do not. I absolutely mm -hmm. believe we're going to do the same exact year, win twelve games, and lose in the playoffs. And that's exactly what's going to happen again. Yeah. I have no expectations of going anywhere. Okay, let me ask you something. The greatest, the greatest conundrum question in all of sports. You get one year where you win the Super Bowl, right? You get one year of winning the Super Bowl. And you suck for most of your years. Absolutely. Or I'll take it 100%. I take okay. it 100% all day, every day. That's all I need. I just think one. Just give me one. And I'll be happy forever for yeah. the rest of my life. I can die happy. You know, yeah. You know what? Watching your team win Super Bowls is happy. You know, I've seen, I've seen it twice. It's phenomenal. It's uh, yeah, I just think one. Just give yeah. me one. Just give me one. Yeah, same thing with the. No, I, I don't have to ever win one again. I'll, I'll be yeah. good. Yeah, man. Like that's the same thing I say about the NBA. Like, give me one Knicks. Give me one Knicks championship. Give me one Knicks championship. I just give me one. Give me one, baby. While I'm still alive. But you know, we'll see one day. So yeah. So speaking of the other team in New York, uh, the New York Giants. Nothing really much happened with them. Um, football wise, you know, the season ended. Um, with a, a game winner. It is what it is. But then everything else happened when the season ended. Um. Oh damn, Brandy! See you, Lakers fans, man. You, 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 Lakers fans. Just okay, y'all. Just we get it. Y'all have seventeen championships. Blah blah blah. Like a brother just wants one title. Just give me one, man. G give me what y'all gave Toronto. Y'all allowed Toronto to have this one magical championship, and then Toronto sucked for for the rest of the years. Give me one. I just want one, man. Just give me one. That's all I need. Just give me one while I while while I still live and breathe. I miss the all the news. Is happening in the offseason. Um, coaching controversy is it's a, it's a coaching conundrum, I think. It's been talked to, to ad nauseum uh, the past the past couple of weeks. Um, Wink Martindale and Brian Dayball, friction, uh, button heads. I believe that was on this channel, kind of throwing doubt on the Jay Glazer report. You know what? I'm never going to doubt him again. I'm never going to doubt them again. Jay Glazer knows everything that's about everything because his biggest source literally is his best friend in Michael Strahan. Who is not a better source of Giants organizational 
knowledge than Michael Strand. Michael Strand has an open key to that building. They love Michael Strand because everyone loves Michael Strand. Who doesn't love Michael Strand? By the way, Michael Strand, I'm praying for you and your daughter, brother. I'm praying for you and your daughter. So you are, you guys are in my prayers. I hope hope she uh, hope she beats out the the brain tumor she got. Um, you know we're praying for you, Isabella. So he he of course Jay Glazer's gonna be like, so Mike, I got this thing. Is this true? And him and Mike are gonna talk about it. And of course he's not gonna say, oh yeah, my source to confirm this is Michael Strahan. Or if he does have people in the building, he was right. Brian Dable and Wake Martin do not like each other at all. Nothing. No love. Nothing. So what happened was he wants to keep Wink Martindale. He tells Wink Martindale, hey, yo, man, we're going to make some changes to the to the to the, the to the uh the roster or the coaching staff. I'm gonna fire Bobby Johnson, his best friend. And I'm gonna fire Drew Wilkes and Kevin Wilkes, your outside linebacker coach who is coaching an underwhelming group and and his brother who's a defensive assistant who does nothing. And apparently Brian Dayball was seeing that they're going to make a cabal because he wanted, he didn't want his coordinators and his, his, um, his position coaches to have a direct line to ownership because he's the coach. You know what I mean? You want your coordinators to funnel through you to the owner. So, but if one of his coordinators is funneling through himself to the coordinator, that breaks off what he wants. He wants collaboration. He wants um, togetherness. Uh, and Wing Martindale was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to let you fire this, my position coach who I've brought everywhere with me. So he apparently cusses out Brian Dayball and then storms out. Apparently Brian Dayball heard about the Jay Glazer report and he went into the defensive meeting room and said, who here got a problem with me? I read the report. Someone has a problem. Who here wants to talk about this report? And Caleb, apparently nobody responded. Everyone stayed quiet. So basically, Brian Dable went into the defensive meeting room and said, I smell B-word in here, and I'm right. Because y'all talking to Jake Glazer, but I'm telling y'all, what's up with the report? Y'all got a problem? Let's go. Let's talk about the problem. But nobody want to talk about the problem. That's what this report's saying. And then there's another report that comes out that Brian Dable needs to calm the hell down. He needs to calm down. He's he's very militant, Belichickian. He yells, he screams on the headset. Little little weird jabs, talking, blaming Wink Martindale for losses, even though I don't believe we lost because we didn't lose the, the Jets game because of Wink Martindale. We lost because the offense was inept. The defense kept us in the game for as much as possible until at the end, Garrett Wilson made a great play. It happens. But if you scored 20 points, the game would have been over because we would have won 20 to 13. But we couldn't because we had Tommy Cutlets in and you didn't want him to throw the ball. And it was raining profusely. So, of course, you lost the game. So, it's kind of early Tom Coughlin-y. When Tom Coughlin was cussing people out, being a, a, a military dictator, um, a general, and telling people this and telling them that. And the players had to tell him, hey, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. And, my, and Tom Coughlin then refined his, his coaching style for the players. But then here's the thing what's weird about Brian Dayball report. Caleb. People talk about how he kept yelling at the co the coordinators and the coaches and cussing them out. But people say, like, oh, but he's great with the players. With the players, he's great. 
Okay, so he's a, so with the players, he's great, and they really like him, but he's out here cussing out the coaches. So is it because because here's the thing, Caleb. Hey, coaches do this where the, a player messes up. They don't cuss out the player. They cuss out the position coach where it's like, if they're not going to play better for you, that means they don't respect you and you shouldn't be here. Because they should see me cussing you out and not be okay with it and play better. That is a philosophy certain head coaches have where I'm not going to never yell at the players. Player messes up. Oh, you messed up. Let's fix it. I'm going to yell at the position coach because I need to find out if these players want to play for this position coach. That's that that that's a philosophy I've heard. That's a philosophy I've heard. Is it that type of philosophy? Could he could he need to chill out a little? Absolutely, everyone needs to chill. You need to calm down with the yelling. You can't be yelling at grown men like this. Chill. And the problem is then Wick Mardell's throwing jabs in the media, calling out Xavier McKinney. Apparently, Brian Dayball didn't really get why he was calling out Xavier McKinney, you know, and kind of a little friction happening. And you know what? After after reading all the reports, it may, it was two ego-driven dudes not working well together because of their egos. A head coach with an ego? Duh. Of course. He's the head coach. Of course he wants power and ego. He has ego. Wing Wonder wants to be a head coach. So, of course, he has ideas and ways to do it. And they just kept button heads. They just kept button heads. And you know what? Wayne Mondale's gone. Technically, he's gone. But the key is, is Mike Kafka leaving? That's the key. Because here's the wrinkle of the report, Caleb. He kept taking away play calling duties from Mike Kafka. You know, he gave it to Mike Kafka. Kafka would mess up. He would take it, call some plays. They'd be like, all right, fine, I'm going to give it back to you. And then Kafka would mess up, take it, I'm gonna call some place, give it back to you. You know, and that's the key. Can a coordinator do his job properly if he thinks if I mess up a play, he's gonna take the he's gonna take the play sheet away from me? But guess what? If a player isn't playing good, of course he's not gonna be thinking, oh man, are they gonna are they gonna bench me, not let me play? You know what I mean? So he takes it away from him because he's not doing a he's not doing a good job. He calls him, then he says, "Hi, I'm gonna give it back to you. Hope you learned." And he, you know, if if Kafka's not learning, people people around the league like my Kafka. And you know what? He was he wasn't given much to work with. You know, offensive line's terrible. We got a new offensive line coach in um Carmen Biscoli. He's uh the offensive he was the offensive line coach in in the Raiders. Most Raiders fans are sad that he's gone. A couple are not, but the majority is that they're sad, which is kind of crazy because the Giants wanted to interview Dwayne Ledford, but the Falcons blocked the interview. But now the Falcons are letting anyone interview anybody on that staff. So why did you block the Giants trying to interview Dwayne? But now, now all the coordinators can, 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 and coaches can now interview any, for any job. So you strategically blocked the Giants. But now no one's getting blocked. What's up with that? So yeah. So so my takeaways from all the reports are Caleb is Brian Dayball needs to chill. He needs to chill. You're a little yelly. You're not Bill Belichick. So you need to refine your coaching, your coaching style. You can't be yelling at grown men like that. So you need to calm down. 
And Wink Martindale needs to chill out with the ego stuff. And his homeboy needs to chill out as well. Because you're an outside linebackers coach, homie. A group on our defense that was underwhelming. Outside linebacker being Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari. No, Kayvon Thibodeau. Jihad Ward. The guy who gets the outside linebacker designation. You're with them every day. And there are some times where Kayvon would show up. But then there was times where Kayvon, you're making Kayvon cover a tight end 10 yards down the field. He's a defensive end, for God's sake. I keep telling people this all the time. People talk about, oh, Aiden Hutchinson's better than him. No, he's not. It's because Aiden Hutchinson is allowed to be a defensive end. Kayvon Thibodeau is not allowed to be a defensive end. He's this weird linebacker end that some plays he's covering someone 10 yards down the field but then other plays, he's rushing the passer. So if they just make him play defensive end, that would be much better. But they don't. I don't know why they don't do that. But it is what it is. That's pretty much what's going on with the New York Giants. I'm probably going to transition over to some draft stuff. You know, we need to look at these quarterbacks, these trade opportunities with the, with the Bears because the number one pick is up for sale. So we'll see what happens. You guys are trying um, to how do you know? that. How do you know? You guys don't do that. Yeah, well, it's a new new day. It's a new generation. I don't think so. But we traded up last last round. I mean, last draft. And you also also said that, you know, your team was better when I told you it wasn't. Yeah, and you also said your team was better and your team got blown out at home on the playoffs. All right, so... We were better in the regular season. We're regular season, schmegler season. Who cares? Yes. I know. Sitting at yeah, home. You're, you're sitting better. at home just like the Panthers because you're losers. Losers. All right. Now let's preview divisional week, Caleb. All right. We got a, we got great matchups. Phenomenal matchups coming up. Um, we got yeah, on. Well, we got tomorrow at 1 30. Texans Ravens. I'll say all of them. I think Texans Ravens is a pretty good matchup. Yeah. I believe so. We all know who's so, gonna win. So yeah, so the Ravens are they were the number one seed, so they had the bye nine week. And a half point favorite. I mean, well, Caleb, here's the thing, man. Matchup. It is a great matchup because here's the thing, Caleb. Last time the Ravens had the number one seed, they were against the Tennessee Titans the following week. Titans beat them because they were rusty. Could yeah. the momentum of the te- of the Texans blowing out the Browns carry on in the rust? And the relaxation of the Ravens could that backfire? It has to them, because people clearly, people clearly said that the Ravens are definitely better than this Tennessee Titans team. Tennessee Titans, they all, all the only person they have is Derrick Henry. That's it. And Tennessee's like, all we need is Derrick Henry, and we and they beat them. And with te- with the Texans, they don't have Marlon Humphrey. You know, the Texans have C.J. Stroud. Could that all they need to beat the Baltimore Ravens? You know, this is it's a one game playoff. You don't know what's gonna happen. It's a one game. What if what if the Ravens are not hitting on all cylinders? They have a they have a bad they have a bad game. The Ravens have lost this year. It's not like they were perfect all year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a possible like let's not the Ravens fans, you know, I I think the Ravens are gonna win. But if Tennessee beats them, if Texans beat them, I ain't I ain't shot. Not that shot one bit. Because I mean, we've been surprised about C.J. Stroud's play in this whole Texans team as a mm-hmm. as a whole. 
surprised all year. So, yes. I mean, at what point are you going to stop being surprised? You know? Yes. Exactly. I'm done being surprised. But I you expect know? the Ravens to win. Yes, I do expect the Ravens to win, but the Ravens lose. Just, just know I told you so. But then we move on to a matchup that's been going on for a couple of years in the playoffs. Yeah, that's uh, the, not a matchup. So yeah, gonna the, the Niners are going to beat the living snot out of the Packers. Uh, they've beaten the Packers in multiple different ways. They've blown them out offensive-wise. They beat them down defensively. I remember the game where they beat the Packers because of a special teams play. Um, Kyle Shanahan has the Packers number, and especially Matt LaFleur. You know? And... And that's what's gonna happen, man. I think Matt Lafleur is not gonna, not gonna happen. It's just not because Kyle Shanahan enjoys facing his former assistants because he enjoys beating them because he wants to remind them, hey, who's daddy? I am. Remember that. And I think he's a little mad at Matt Lafleur for not giving him Aaron Rodgers. Matt Lafleur is mad that he tried to get Aaron Rodgers. So it's a little, it's a little beef, it's a little beef, yeah. But yeah, Niners, Niners, yeah, big. Niners gonna blow them out. Yeah. You know, All right. I, I don't think this next matchup is very good either. Lions outright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna beat them down too. I mean I'm the, I feel very similarly. Um, the the uh, I do about the, the Buccaneers as I do the Packers. I mean they they only uh, you know won uh, because the other team looked like complete ass. Mm-hmm. You know, the Eagles have been collapsing to the, that whole part, uh, you know, last part of the year there. And of course, they, they were going to lose. I mean, they've been playing, they've been playing horrible. They're a horrible team in the, in the final, uh, like five, six games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't take anything from that win. I still think the but I mean, the, and the Bucks have been doing that all season where they get a great win and then they completely, um, you know, crap the bed the next week. Um, and I, I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen here. They play a good game, and now they're going to get their ass kicked. I agree, because there's nothing really much to say. Lions, very uh, physical team. Uh, Tampa Bay's not. Lions going to line up and punch them right in the mouth. They have, a, they have a flurry of offensive linemen. People forget, man, Dan Skipper is a starting tackle in the NFL. The problem is he just doesn't start on the Lions. Because the Lions have Taylor Decker and Pina Sewell at tackle. You know, like, that's this crazy about Dan Skipper. He should start on any other team, but he's a swing tackle for the Lions. And they're the very... Other, I mean, we cut him. Yeah. That's a bad decision. Oh, I wouldn't say yeah. any other team. No, well, bad decision, I guess. Huh? I mean... I'll be need him, huh? I mean, I'll be seen. I mean, our line's pretty good. I mean... Okay, fine. Okay. Fine. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, valid point. Valid point. Any other team not named the Lions or the Cowboys? Okay, fine. You you welcome or or the or the Eagles? Probably the Eagles. Probably cut him too. He's a good swing tackle. Probably starts on occasion for certain teams. Uh, Dan Skipper, good for you, man. Um, but yeah. Um, Jamari Gibbs, uh, David Montgomery. Nobody on the Bucks scares me like corner wise. Amrah St. Brown's gonna have a great game. Um. Devin White and Levante David, they haven't been the same in a couple of years. So is Sam Laporta going to have a great game? Uh, but, you know, Sam Laporta is, you know, battling that knee injury. So that may be slowing down. So Sam Laporta may not be a big a big factor. But Amra St. Brown's definitely going to be a big factor because cornerback-wise, who do you really 
think is going to stop I'm not saying Brown. Carlton Davis? No. Um, I don't know who the other cornerback is on the, on the Buccaneers. It's Carlton Davis and somebody else, but it is what it is. Going, I'm going Lions. Minus seven. Is that the line? Is that um, the line? Yeah, six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 betting the, I'm betting give me the six and a half. Give it to You're me. You're laying the six and a half. I'm laying the six and a half. I'm going seven. Is that what it, is that how you mean? Like they beat they, they have to they win have to, by seven or more points. Six and a half or more points? Seven. You can't score six and a half. You have to win by seven. Okay, yes, yes. One by seven, yes. Taking, I'm taking it. I'm taking that. The Bucks will not cover the spread. Is that what it means? Yes. Yeah. There you see. I'm learning, man. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, Chiefs Bills in Buffalo. The snow is falling. This is the actual good matchup. This is the matchup because you know you have one man trying to exercise his demons. Here's the thing about but but Josh Allen. People people want to bring up he has beaten Patrick Mahomes. He has. People forget that he has beaten Patrick Mahomes. The problem is Patrick Mahomes has beaten him in their only two the playoff playoffs? appearances. I don't think they've done it in the playoffs. No, he's exactly. He's never done it in the playoffs. That's okay. the key. That's he's beaten Patrick Mahomes part. in the regular season. I believe he's actually undefeated against Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. He's undefeated. But when the when the game is on the line and the lights are bright, Patrick Mahomes seems to always beat him somehow, some way, some reason. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not gonna bet against the Juju. All right. I mean, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, um, they've just been one of the best playoff teams in history, really. Um, you know, they, they rarely lose. They've gone to AFC Championship um, every single season. And I don't want to see any reason why they want. I mean, obviously, they've had their problems in the receiving core with the, some of the drops that they've had. Um, but you see, you see now the really good connection last week with uh, Rasheed Rice. So, just keeps that going. Out. Like I said, I don't. I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna do his thing, and the Bills are gonna do their thing, and that's losing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know what? Travis Kelsey's due. He's due. For what? He's due for a big game. Oh. You know what I mean? Like he's due for a big game. Like he has to, right? Like he can't just keep milling about, moseying down the road. Like lollygagging, like a days ago, he's due for a good game. He's due, yeah, man. Drop in that last game. Yeah, Although. it's pretty bad. It's very bad. But you know, in the snow, it's great to pass the ball in the snow. Actually, Caleb, Tom Brady famously said he loved he loved playing in the snow because here's the thing: the offensive player knows where he's going. He knows the route. Defensive player doesn't, and he's backpedaling in snow, in ice. So he has to slow up the uh, the back pedal because what if he speeds up and falls? Boom, it's over. Sometimes corners don't even back pedal; they just fall back because they can't back pedal because of that. And you, that's why you have a lot of snow games where you're like, "Yo, man, why did he pass 300, 300 yards in the snow?" Because it's a, it's great for offenses because the offense knows where they're going, the defense doesn't. They're always playing back. The defense is always playing back. They're always they're going backwards. They're always going backwards. And Caleb, imagine having to do everything backwards. But now imagine having to do everything backwards in the snow. 
you're going to slow up. You're going to, you know, slow it up and try to survey the field. And Patrick Mahomes is going to have a field day with that. And I think the biggest key is the middle of the field. That's Travis Kelsey's area. You need to take advantage of that. But then the thing is, they have very good linebackers in Terrell Dotson and, Ter and Terrell Bernard. So they are pretty good. So Rishi Rice is probably going to have a great game because they don't have Trey White. But the key is, Sean McDermott, he knows how to make corners play well. So again, the middle of the field is where it's key. And Pat and Travis Kelsey needs to show up. He needs to show up. But I'm, I'm going Chiefs. So we got Chiefs, Lions, yeah. Niners, Ravens. Yeah. There it is. Those are our picks. And I'm taking Lions minus six and a half, which is seven. What's the line for the Bills game? Two and a half. Two and a half. I'm taking the three. Is that, is that, is that what I mean? Taking, taking the three no, and a half? No, you're just plus two and a half. I'm taking plus two and a half. So even if the Chiefs lose, I still win. Yeah, but they had to lose by less, less than... Two and a half? Two and a half, yeah. So like if they lost by one, I still win money. But yes. it, but if they but if they win outright, I still win money. Yes. Let's go. One day I'll gamble. One day. One day. One day. Well, you would win more money if you just took it took them outright. A word? Yeah. Take I'll take them outright. I don't know why you I said that. Get a bet? You, nah, I don't, have, I don't have any money. Um, yeah, what do you mean you don't have any money? That's the biggest ass lie I've ever heard. I don't have any money. All right. You know what's not a lie? We're heading on out. Caleb, where can people find you, my man? You can find me at NFL Kato22 on Instagram and uh, Twitter slash X. You can find me on this channel um, for the next couple weeks um, um, on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock doing uh, in the NFL. We got two more weeks to go. We get to the championship round and we get the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl episode is going to be a big episode for us. We're going to do a whole lot of props for you. Uh, so a lot of opportunities to make some money. Over under three and a half for the national anthem. Love that one. That one's always a good prop. Who's saying it? Did they announce who's saying it? I don't know. They never do. I don't know. I thought they did. They probably did. I just didn't pay attention. Um, which uh, which song is Usher going to start with? And the halftime show, That's another. that's probably going to be another good one. But, you know, I digress. Everyone, my name is Ferris Plano. Find me at Ferris Plano on Twitter. You can find me here every 3, 3 o'clock Pacific. Good Friends, Better Rivals, as well as every Friday, 8 o'clock Pacific on our entertainment channel. Me and Adelia. Oh, Reba McIntyre. That's who's saying that. Me and Adelia will be... Uh, Reba McIntyre. That's nice. Me and Adelia will be doing the open table a little bit later. So make sure to hop on over there at 8. Also, me and Adelia brought back the rally. It's our tennis podcast. Uh, the Australian Open has been going on. And let's just say, man, what a tremendous tournament. Amazing. You know what? You know what's crazy about tennis, Caleb? Let me tell you what's crazy about tennis, man. You could be there for an hour and a half. Or you could be there for six hours. You don't know. Is that a great thing? No, it's not. It's a horrible thing, really. It's it's, it's a pretty bad thing. That's why, I like, yeah. that's why I like world football. Because world football, it's, it's two hours max and you're done. Parker. Yeah. Soccer. Yes, soccer. It's two hours and you're done. You're done. After two hours, you're done. That's it. Like a regular season game, two hours, you're out. And the only reason it's two hours that, you know, 
you know, there's like a 15 minute intermission. So I rounded out to two hours. It's actually like less than two hours, like like an hour and 40 minutes, you know, an hour, an hour, an hour, 45. Yeah. So like, yeah, two hours. So it's actually a great sport. It's a great sport because of time. You know, see, that's why he's, that's why he's the hater. Sad day. Well, I know he's right. It is a sad day in the it NFC East. It okay. isn't a sad day. You know, you got you and him both. Y'all got blown out. Uh, and, you know, the me and the us and the commanders are in the top 10 in the draft. So, yeah, teams all suck. But it is what it is. But on that note, everyone, thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. See y'all soon. Uh, well, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, we'll be talking the NFL divisional rounds and some other stuff, Giants and Cowboys related. Probably will pro- the Giants probably could get a defensive coordinator by then. We'll see. But on that note, everyone, stay yeah, safe. And see y'all next time. Peace.